All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for coming out for the podcast and set. Yeah. My guest tonight is Mr. Mike Elder. Hey, how are we doing, everybody? We're doing pretty good. I'm sick. Yeah, you're uh, sick. What's yes. up with that? Uh, Something I, going around? Apparently, I heard strep was going around, but I don't have strep. I started catching... It feels like a cold. I started catching about two nights ago. Uh, so it's fun. It was weird for me. <laughs> It was, uh, doesn't I, sound fun. I have two kids, and normally, like, they get sick, right? And then I get sick, but now it's just it's me getting sick out of nowhere, right? Right? Uh, so now I get to bring that home to them. That's infect my children. That's a fun twist, right there. <laughs> uh, you get to mix it up and get the revenge. kids sick, yeah, it's revenge. And hopefully, they take it to all the other pizza that's face right. kids at school, and them. yeah, they've gotten me sick for fucking the past <laughs> nine years. <laughs> just hold my kids up, cough right in their faces. There you Ooh, go. Oh, that's dark. I like it. There you go. It's, that helps solve the overpopulation problem, too, you, in you a weird way. This? Uh, so, Mike. Yeah, what's up? Uh, you have a Thank podcast. you for having me, by the Thank way. Thank you for being here. This is great. I love uh, it. You also have a podcast. I right? do. It's called Box Angeles. Box Angeles. Tell us about Box Angeles. So, basically, uh, I was in... A, today's my four-year anniversary of it, being in LA. Okay. Fun fact, yeah. Congratulations. Uh, so, essentially, I was here for a year, and I hadn't really done much. And I like to think I'm a good conversationalist, so I created a podcast where I get people that have had success in Los Angeles, which I hadn't had, and essentially I just pick their brain and take all the advice from them I can. It's very selfish, and people right. listen to it and seem to like it, so I don't know. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a great idea, and I'm just thinking it's kind of funny if that, like, you keep building that, and if that becomes the way you become successful, it's like right. asking people how did they become right. successful <laughs> is how you become successful. I've, I haven't figured out how to define meta, but I think that is kind of meta, right? Uh, I'm not sure on what meta <laughs> is either. It's, it's a hot word right now, though. All the kids say oh, it. It's so meta. <laughs> meta that, is so meta. I have no idea what, what meta means right now. <laughs> can barely remember my own name. Um, <laughs> it's Miles Metastroth. It's Miles Metastroth. So, so that's the podcast. I've had a lot of very successful people. A lot of people you came up with in Chicago. I've had like Matt Besser on and uh, Heather Campbell, one of your protégés. Right. Sure. Uh, and you're also doing s some improv? Yeah, I do a little improv. A little improv here and there? I dabble in improv. I've taken classes at UCB. I've taken classes at I.O. All right. Uh, once you do a podcast, as you know, it takes a lot of effort and uh, it's hard to commit to an Indian improv team and rehearsals and a podcast and scheduling. Granted, you don't have to schedule for this podcast. I just got like a, a email from a bunch of people saying we represent right. Miles Stroth. Will you come to his podcast? <laughs> for me, when you're when I'm not Miles Stroth. That's actually me. <laughs> <laughs> I from just, an anonymous email. I, I've created a whole bunch of email accounts. <laughs> That's so, not a bad idea. So I can, that's one of the ways to become successful yeah, they, in, in Los Angeles. Instead of checking in, in under different aliases at hotels, you just email different aliases. It's funny because I'm saying you say, it's so much work to do a podcast. I'm like, oh, you must put work into your podcast. <laughs> like, clearly, like, I showed up tonight and you showed up outside. And I'm like, so, who are you? <laughs> and what That do you is do? very true. He we did say met. that to me. Oh, that man, I've, I've said that to plenty of people who come on the podcast I'm not, i don't know them see i think that is what makes somebody successful is when they don't know what anyone else does <laughs> it's like most i feel like that's what defines most producers in this city most producers don't know what anyone else does but they are successful maybe that should be like my new angle i only invite people on that i have no idea who they are <laughs> it, it sounds like, like you're doing that so already who are you and what do you do uh <laughs> it's not a bad idea 
I feel like you'd learn a lot from that. You'd get all sorts of different walks of life from people of different walks of life. Yeah, I guess for I guess for me, what what, what I don't have is is the time to like to to do like, all right, we're gonna set up a meeting. I'm gonna do an interview. Right. Figure out the podcast. I'm like, no, we're gonna talk for like 25 minutes, and then we're gonna play some pretend. Right. Uh, I'm not gonna. So I'm not. I always say I'm not Bob Costas. I remember when. You remember when Bob Costas came on? When he first. <laughs> Probably came on? not. Uh, I feel like I'm a lot younger than you. No offense. Uh, well, that you probably be. That'd probably be a good guess. Uh, I'm, I'm 50. Ooh. Are you near 50? No. I didn't. I didn't think I'm a few so. years short. A few years short of 50. But when he came out on the air, it was like, oh my god, a sports guy who fucking researches everything right. he says. Right. Right. Uh, so it was amazing. He knew everything. I'm like, well, I'm definitely not that. <laughs> uh, so I'm not Bob Costas. So I just, I, I, but I, I talked to you for about five minutes out there before we came yeah. in. Yeah. So I think that's kind of Bob Costas. Yeah. Yeah. You did your research. That's it. I, That's I know, all it takes. I know your name, and you have a podcast. You've done some improv. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. What are you looking to do next outside the podcast? Uh, well, I'm trying to perform as an actor. Uh, I'm in that grind right now. I'm auditioning for commercials and the like. But I would like to do hosting. I feel like I, I have I have a knack for hosting. Hosting shows? Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm a good host with pot with the podcast. Oh, okay. I feel like I could pivot that into some something on in front of a camera, maybe. Oh well, I mean. I, 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 is your podcast on camera or is that a dumb question? I do record it with a GoPro to put clips on YouTube, but oh, okay. I, we don't play to the camera. It's intimate in my kitchen. <laughs> it's in your kitchen? It's a lot like this, but not like this. That's 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 so funny because I mean, I, I, I've done a f- couple other podcasts where you, I just show up and it's like, you know, it's in someone's living room yeah. or something. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just coming over to your house to right. hang out. Uh, the podcast medium has brought uh, the idea of Bob Costas to middle America, I feel like. And now everybody thinks they are Bob Costas with a microphone in their kitchen. It is a cool vibe, though. Just kind of like when I've done it, it's just like it's sort of like it's hard to give a shit. <laughs> I mean, as far as like worry about what comes out of your mouth. Right. Totally. It's like I'm just sitting in some guy's kitchen, man. I don't care what I yeah. say. And that's how that's why. Which like, is dangerous. Right. <laughs> Because then all of a sudden you start saying some weird shit. Right. Like, holy shit. This but that's what the people want. They want that vulnerability from the likes of Miles Stroth. <laughs> they want to get inside what makes Miles Stroth tick. Currently, it's a cold. A cold is making me tick. <laughs> uh, but I have, in that vein, though, I have had a number of guests on my podcast. And I live in a, a large apartment where there's many doors, fire doors, to get to where I reside. And numerous podcast guests have, have mentioned or asked if I was about to murder them, which I find <laughs> hilarious. There is that vibe, too, when you're invited to someone's podcast right. and you show up at their house and they're there in their underwear or something. <laughs> you're like, okay. This is, this is Wait, you've gone to one where they've been in their underwear? Yeah. Okay. I knew the guys as boxers. It was just like, whatever. It's like, okay. It's 2016. It's, that's, that's cool, I We're guess. We're progressive, yeah. It was meta. <laughs> I don't think that... I'm just I, don't, gonna, I still don't I'm, know what the word means, but I don't I'm think that's... I'm going to continue to misuse the word meta <laughs> all night long. Uh, where are you from? I am originally. from Minnesota originally. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, I went to college in Minneapolis. And you're from Chicago, and I like to refer to Minneapolis as the smaller Chicago. Wow, that, give, that, that's a, gives... That gives Minneapolis a lot of credit. Whoa, whoa. D- Dem's fighting words right there, it's Miles. Smaller Chicago. I'm going to chalk that insult up to the cold talking. <laughs> uh, actually, I've been to I would argue, a few times. Yeah. Uh, it, I remember that was the one Im- improviser I know from out there. Uh, There's a lot of people from up I know, there. Just, Colton Dunn's from up there. 
Is Colton Dunn from Minneapolis? Nick Swartzen's from there. Charlie Sanders is from there. A lot of great people come out of Minneapolis. Who's the girl I'm thinking of? She's a teacher. Everyone fucking knows her. Why? I'm, I'm, I have a cold and I'm blanking. Uh, Jill Bernard. Oh, I don't know. Jill Bernard, when I, when I went out there, she was running an improv thing out there. And I, yeah, Brave New Workshop is, yeah, is I there. Some, I did some some teaching through her, I think. Yeah, Minneapolis is great. It's very it's very educated. A lot of golf courses, a lot of schools, a lot of theater. A lot of lakes. I believe they always say oh, I did. <laughs> they always say it has the second most theater seats per capita, only to New York City. I did a show. I, I was doing Robert Dubeck's The Male Intellect and Oxymoron in Chanhassen. Oh, Chanhassen Dinner Theater. Yeah, the Chanhassen Dinner Theater, which apparently is the biggest dinner theater in the country. Yeah, yeah. I think and, Amy Adams got started there, and it's also. In the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's near Paisley Park. Come on. Oh, I remember, I remember doing that show. And I, and I did that show in the winter. And it was one of those winters where it was like 40 below. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, I'm from Chicago, so I'm used to cold. But this was a different kind of cold. Oh, yeah, yeah. Th this was, you know, your life's at risk. I remember the nearest place to drink after the show, because everything shut down sure. in the oh. Chanhassen dinner theater. Okay, for sure. After the show, so you wanted to go have a drink, you had to go to the VA hall. Uh, which Stands was, to reason. Which was like two and a half blocks away, and it was literally taking your life in your own hands <laughs> to walk from there to the <laughs> VA hall. Uh, but then they always had karaoke at the VA oh, hall. Oh, of course. That's a staple. Oh, I almost died Veterans love karaoke. <laughs> But that was such. I always thought that was like the asshole of Minnesota. Uh, Chanhassen. Chanhassen. Because really, literally, it was nowhere. You could. I mean, it was there was the VA hall and maybe a couple restaurants. I think and you're then in the cornfields. I think you're. Well, yeah, that's it's a suburb. Oh, I believe the locals refer to it as Chanhappenin. Chanhappenin. <laughs> yeah, so I think it, something is going on there. I wouldn't know. I would never go to the something suburbs. Something going on there. Probably creepy. And <laughs> Late at night, done by weirdos. Yeah, it's Miles getting drunk doing karaoke. <laughs> doing karaoke. I stayed off the karaoke stage <laughs> at the VA hall. What's your go-to karaoke yeah, song? My go-to karaoke song is probably... I'm going to uh, go with Journey. You look like a Journey man to me. Oh, you're way off. Listen to me. Melissa Journey? Melissa, Melissa Etheridge. Journey's... journeys. I'm going to keep guessing you, until you say you gotta it. you got to have a serious pipe to pull off Journey. That's a <laughs> fucking tenor... That's a soprano singing. Uh... Uh, my go-to would probably be some Billy Joel song. I'd probably do... Uh, oh, classic. That's good. She's Always a Woman. That I expected be, that to get an applause, karaoke. but nobody applauds for Billy Joel. Yeah, that, that's criminal right there. That yeah, right. For Billy Joel. <laughs> I think one person tried to clap, but had something in their hands. No. <laughs> one person tried to clap and realized, oh, shit, I, it's Billy Joel. <laughs> and, I, and I'm in a room full of people I don't know. I better be cool. Wait, uh, do you do, so? You, was dinner theater a one-off for you, or was that something you were interested in? No, I was. See, just, I flipped the interview. I on was you. just doing. Uh, I was doing that just because uh, it was where he booked it. Oh. Uh, it was his show. It's, it's a hit show. He just finished running it. Um, he's run it forever. Yeah, he's run, he's run that show for twenty, thirty years. Uh, and it's 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 a great show. It's an incredibly well crafted show. He just finished a Broadway, like an off Broadway run. Sure, of sure, it. sure. Got received extremely well. Uh, he's a really brilliant guy. Uh, but he used to send me basically he'd, he'd, when he, I was his alternate. And when he would book Chanhassen, <laughs> he'd go out and do like a week and say, Hey miles, why don't you come do Chanhassen yeah. for five more weeks? Or if it was Chanhassen or, you know, Detroit, uh, I didn't get the, like the Hawaii run. Oh, damn. 
uh, and, and anywhere nice. He's like, I can handle this one. I yeah, can yeah. handle this one. Is being an alternate the dream? I feel like in theater, that's kind of the secret dream is you don't, you get the glory of the, of Broadway, but you don't have to work at all. I have no idea. <laughs> I, 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 I never aspired to like t- to do Broadway. Never. That was never like, oh, I want to do Broadway. That just, I mean, to me, like, those are the real talented people. Yeah, I agree with that. They yeah, are fantastic. I, I, I believe that because like, to do Broadway, it's like you have to be that sort of triple threat. You have to act, dance, and sing. Yeah. You got to pull off all three and be great at all three. Not just yeah. okay or good, but great at all three. And you have to have a good immune system because if you get sick, you're you're screwed. Yeah. You do so many shows a week. That's, I don't know if you guys know. You do like that, eight shows a week. That was my downfall. Oh, that is that is insane. Just just doing a play because actually when I was doing that show I just described, there were some times when he would book like ten shows a week, and I'm like, God, and it's an hour and a half monologue, oh, and it's just like ten shows a week. It's like that's insane. That is ridiculous. And it's, it was also one of those things where you do the same show over and over and over yeah. and over and over. I'm like, this is just not my thing. Uh, I don't like. You know, acting the same thing forever. It's probably, no, yeah. probably why I like improv so much. I get to do something different every time yeah. I do it. Uh, it's like you're an accountant. You're just counting the numbers over and over again. Oh, but the numbers can be different and surprising. <laughs> you, you never know what's going to happen with numbers. Anything so could happen with numbers. Yeah, that's a great point. Numbers are very excited. <laughs> that's actually it's one of those. That's actually something that comes to mind. What's your favorite number? I don't have a favorite number. Really? Yeah, I think it's stupid to ask questions like that, too. Uh, <coughs> just, just because it's one of those, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite song? What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite anything? To me, it's just a dumbass question because it, it, it's trying to get someone to pigeonhole themselves. Uh, and it's just, that, that's what it you feels You don't like, like to be to tied down. I don't like, like, I, I like, I like a lot of colors. Right, you can, I, I think like a lot of songs. You could say rainbow. I like a then. Lot of, I like a, actually, I don't. I don't like any numbers. They're just fucking numbers. I like the fact that math exists. Uh, oh, that, that, that reminded me of something one of my mentors when I was young told me. Sort Who's of, your mentor? One of my mentors, an intellectual mentor. Mentor. His name was Jack Lawler. Uh, and I, I met him when I was a teenager, and he yeah. was probably about my age. But I remember I didn't want to go to college. I'd sort of. Barely got through high school, and I was just drifting. As I did, I, I, I didn't want to go to college, and, he, and I basically having an, an, an argument with him about it. And he's like, "All right, all right, tell me this: Why do you study math?" And I'm like, "I know, I, you know, because you need math, right? You got to, you know, make change, yeah, change, basic life stuff. You got to be able to do stuff." And he's like, "No, you study math because it maps over the universe." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> right, yeah." I'm dumb. <laughs> he was one of those, he was he was great. Like he, he was a, he had a great way of, in a very simple way reminding you you're a dumbass. Right. He also sounds you're like a guy team. that knows what the word meta means. I feel like. Oh, he was totally meta. <laughs> <laughs> he was very meta. Uh, but I was I was I always thought that was a great thing. And actually, it was one of the moments. All right, I'll try college. If college is filled with shit like that, I, I, I will give college a shot. Yeah. Uh, so I went for a couple of years and then dropped out of college. Uh, when I realized that it was also bullshit. Uh, but I got what I wanted out of it. Uh, I like your worldview. <laughs> so far. Try it until it's bullshit. Right. And then quit. Yeah. Uh, Never limit yourself to one thing. Well, don't get stuck in something that isn't giving you something you want. Sure, yeah. Like on college, I, I, what I, I find what I wanted to do in college, because I was actually pretty good at math, right? So I was just thinking... I wanted to do English because I was terrible at English. Yeah. 
coming out of high school, I was like, it's funny, my my my, my junior theme, I wrote the night before. You know, this is one of those things you get a year to write it or something. Sure, right? sure, sure. And I wrote it the night before it was due. I wrote, I read three Tennessee Williams plays that day <laughs> and wrote it that night. And like, I didn't know what a footnote was, but I knew you had to have them. So what I do that for, for the footnotes, I'd, I'd put like words that I thought were fairly big <laughs> sure. and then define what they were. Okay. There's, 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 there's my footnote in case my high school, it's a case my high school English teacher didn't know what that word meant. I'm going to help him out with this footnote. I got a D minus on that paper. Just like, but that's passing. That is passing. C's get degrees. Look, it was, I was amazed that I, since I wrote it the night fucking before, I was like, eh, that's not bad. No, that's not bad. Do you still have it? No. Oh. No, I do not. <laughs> I don't save the crap of my life. Hey, hey, do you remember that time you failed? Did, did, did you grab something to remember it by? <laughs> that would actually be a funny thing to do. It's like, wow, this moment absolutely sucks. This water bottle. I'm going to take this home. <laughs> And remember this moment forever. Uh, how about you? What's your educational background? Oh, I got a degree in civil engineering. Wow. Yeah. That's a major degree. Numbers. Yeah. Uh, it was hard. <laughs> I imagine it would be. Yeah. I didn't really enjoy it, though. It was it was weird. I just kind of got pigeonholed into it, which I'm not supposed to do, and I learned now. I, where were you 10 years ago? Uh, and yeah, I worked as an engineer for a number of years before I moved to L.A. Wow, because that is such a major degree. How do you not I mean? Do, do you do that like as well in, in, in any way? Or? I did that for a little bit. I got laid off a couple years after I moved to LA, and I haven't really gotten back to it. But it's it's soul sucking. Is it? Because it it seems like it'd be cool. Yeah, it seems like that. But I wasn't doing anything fancy like bridges or anything like that. I was doing very boring sort of uh, pocket square stuff with numbers and stuff like that. It was it it wasn't that cool. The title sounds much better than it is. <coughs> But number, I mean, because I was I was a, a math kid growing up, right? I was much, right, right. More, much more math than English. I just, Clearly, I you don't did, know what a footnote is. I just didn't like going to school, <laughs> uh, which is my my scholastic downfall. Uh, <laughs> but I liked math, and I still like math. I mean, yeah, I, I dig. It's like it's like a game to me. Uh, it's, you know, numbers and patterns and yeah. Uh, I would think with engineering, just like even crunching that, like, like when I have to do the books for this place, I get just a, some small kick or some small reward. Oh, really? Out of just you know watching the numbers come into place, and sure, knowing what they represent. Yeah, uh, I think as math maps over my universe. Sure, yeah. Uh, but if you worked as a numbers guy every day from nine to five, I don't think you would enjoy it as much. I probably wouldn't. <laughs> uh, when we're, when we're personable, like like in my school, nobody had a personality at, in the civil engineering major. I had no friends that were studying what I was studying. And as a result, I sucked at my classes because I didn't have anyone to study with. That sounds, that sounds very lonely and sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, that's what's funny about it is everyone else in the civil engineering thought I was lonely and sad. I mean, <laughs> so I guess the grass is always greener. Civil engineering. Yeah. Now, what's, how's that different from, like, regular engineering degree? Uh, there's no such thing. Well, it depends on the school, but it, it civil focuses on infrastructure, roads, bridges, 
things like that. That's Mechanical f- focuses on building things. Aerospace is obviously planes and flight. Right. But civil is mainly infrastructure, roads, bridges. And so you want so, and and you sort of wound up in jobs where you were just sort of I just crunching worked, numbers. Yeah, I just worked states. on traffic engineering. So I tried to make roads safer and less congested, essentially. I took a shit ton of boring classes like soil mechanics. You ever heard of that? That shit's the worst. No. How much do you know about retaining walls? Retain well <laughs> I You actually you got serious there. You actually do know something well, about retaining walls. I've, I've had to lay some cement the, the, the house I, I I wound up buying with my wife. Uh we had to put in a we 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 put in a wall that's got to be illegal as fuck. <laughs> uh, because we had some neighbors that we didn't want to have to deal with or watch. Oh, a Trump wall. Yeah, you put up a Trump wall. We put up a wall that's like eighteen feet tall. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I, mean, I think the thing in LA is supposed to be six feet or something. But but we made like I mean, our, we live on a hill, so our, our neighbor's yard is much higher than ours yeah. yard. So we're sort of justifying some of the distance, and hope, thank you. Know, sometime someone's going to come out and be like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> Wall. but i remember laying the cement for that fucking thing and you had to we, we led, i had to carry like i think 500 you know for just that wall i probably had to carry like 500 bags of cement down Jeez. to the yard uh you must be ripped no i'm just old and my I'm, I'm i'm ripped in the sense that my my tendons are all ripped to shreds now <laughs> from carrying that fucking cement down the stairs uh but I remember just laying like the the base. You had to get, you know dig down deep enough yeah. to lay like an I think it was a foot deep and eight or eighteen inches deep and eighteen inches inches wide for every like three feet or whatever. Uh, well, we just laid the whole fucking thing at that size <laughs> and then started putting the wall on top of it. And that fucker just went up and up and up. Uh, and you could see that, and then we we topped it off, and I could see those neighbors kind of like, <laughs> all right, all right. But then we started putting poles. Jeez, oh, it's, like, it's like no, this fucker's still going up. <laughs> We are going up, motherfuckers, and we went up and up like another five or six feet with a Jeez. trellis all, all across this three-tiered wall. It's 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 wait, what's so wrong with your neighbors? They're just asshats. In what what does that mean? In what sense? They well, they they're, they're they, peeping toms, or you know, they yell at each other. They have dogs that they leave outside all the uh, time. It's a noise thing. Uh, they, they're just, yeah, I don't. I mean, and it's one of those things where it's like their house is like our yard is nice and private, except. That like the two balconies on their house are just like right like sure. this. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, fuck you people. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I don't. And you can hear them arguing about, you know, there's, I think there's three different generations living in that house. Oh, fun. And so, well, there's there's variety to the arguments. <laughs> uh, you know, the grandson's an asshole. The m- m- middle level, the the wife is fucking around all the time, and on the top level, do not take that old lady's avocado. <laughs> Because she will lose her fucking shit if you take the last avocado in the house. That lady's going to lose her fucking shit. Uh, that was my avocado. It's everybody's avocado. <laughs> Hours of that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so we built a fucking wall. Yeah, it makes sense now that you uh, say it. <laughs> Where are you currently living? I live in Hollywood. Hollywood. Just I down do. the road, just down at Melrose. Okay. I lived over on a right by the the Hollywood Bowl for the first couple of years. I was oh, there. nice! I'm on the other side of East Hollywood, kind of in the gang area. I I'm not in a gang. I know you guys immediately thought I was in a gang when I said that because I'm so badass looking. But no one in here thought I, you were in a gang. I could tell by the silence. That, 
and unless there's some sort of civil engineer gang <laughs> going we're on. We're called the pencil pushers. And he's <laughs> The number munchers were called. <laughs> Give me your taxes, man. <laughs> I want to look them over. <laughs> uh, so what else? What, what else, Mike Elder? What, what else? else? What, what, uh, what do you want to know? I mean, I, I was a mascot in college. What do you know about mascots? Really? Yeah. I don't know anything about mascots. You don't know anything about you don't know Benny the Bull from Chicago. I know he, some guy runs around in a fucking bull cut. I mean, I, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I know that he's a mascot. It's a whole underground world mascots, and I was really? a collegiate mascot for a number of years, yeah, and then I coached um, as well at the what University of Minnesota. University of Minnesota Golden Gopher. You were a Golden Gopher. Yes, yeah. So I did basically improv in college in a suit where I couldn't speak. It was a lot of fun. You do bits and sketches and. And so we come full circle. Yeah, right? Back to the improv part of the podcast. Have you ever done a silent improv for for a fair amount of time? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've been doing improv for 30 years. How long? What's the longest time you went silent for? Uh, like in a scene or a piece? Both. I don't know. Now I'm curious. Well, I've, well, I've done performance as a mime actually oh there you that's a uh, lot like mascotting that's as silence i've also done pieces that were designed to be silent yeah like you just do a silent piece like a half hour silent piece wow where no one speaks you know i can do a silent scene uh you know five minutes of silent scene just yeah don't say anything silence is golden as they say before the movies well you just don't want to be afraid of the silence when you improvise it's like there's, there's not, nothing wrong with silence i agree i agree Unless it's a podcast. <laughs> and then silence is terrible and boring. Uh, <coughs> that would be it. Let's just do some silent work right now <clears throat> on the podcast where we just don't say anything for fucking five minutes. Uh, oh, I'm so fucking sick. Uh, all right. Does anyone have any questions for Mike out there? A a a anything at all? Not at all, not all at once. As far as she asked, what did you learn from interviewing people? I learned to reiterate questions on a microphone. That's step one. Do you mean as far as like get, getting success out here in Los Angeles? Yeah, that yeah, that would be one thing, and then also just about how to be better at interviewing people. Like to well, as far as finding success in LA, I think the most common theme is making your own content. It seems like anybody who's gotten off the ground because it's that catch twenty two of you can't get an agent until you've been on a TV show right. and. You can't get on a TV show until you have an agent. And it seems like most of the people that have had great success made their own content, whether that be written something or made a web series or made a podcast or made a theater, for example. Uh, I think that's key. And that's probably the biggest theme of it. And your second question was, as far as interviewing people, what have I learned? Yeah. Now you have more on your belt. I think that was more a shot at me. <laughs> <laughs> what can you tell us about being a better interviewer? That some of us might learn from in the room. I think I think the key to that is just relating to them and sort of uh, finding personal experience that you can relate to with them. I don't think there's anything too uh, groundbreaking with that, but I think it's just being in the moment. Just like any improv scene with an interview, you want to listen to what they're saying. You don't want to be those red carpet people that are just have questions loaded. You want to hear what they say and react to it and relate it to yourself and turn it back on them right away because nobody wants to hear you talk. Yes. <laughs> I agree with all of that. Great question. Great question. Thank you so much. <laughs> right in the back. So what makes a successful improv cage match group? My personal opinion is you have to go first 
for some reason, all these teams think they want to go second, and that's so silly to me. I feel like you could probably speak to this too. If you're doing improv and you're competing against another improv team, I don't know why you wouldn't want to go first and set the tone. I feel like if the other team goes first and they're clearly better than you and you have to go after them, that just is not a smart move. If you go first and set the pace and set the tone, that's it's always a leg up, yeah? No. Oh, look at this. We disagree on this. Yeah. Uh, but you, you're such a talented improviser, though. I feel like you might have a different experience. Well, I'd, I'd rather if, if, if a team goes first, although I, I never did this, but I, if I was really competing, I would. You you had a hell of a good run at the UCB cage match. Right, though. but we were just fucking around. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if if, 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 if if a team goes first, if I'm really feeling competitive, I'll watch their set. Right. Right. And then I'll do basically a version of what they did. Oh. Just to, I mean, not like copying. But I'll basically, all right, they basically did this kind of spread or this kind of scene. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do a, one of those. It's just, it's just a lot better. And <laughs> and then I'm going to do a bunch of other shit on top of it. Uh, th- Interesting. That's, that's the way the family used to play in Chicago. We'd watch the first team play because it was always like a competition. Right. And then we'd always, all right, so that that's what they did. Let's do that better plus a bunch of other shit. So you literally would yes and their entire set. Yes. Wow. Uh, I feel like a lot of uh, it's people also starting the, out are not capable of that, though, probably. Maybe, because I mean, I, I've also had the experience of going first where, where you do a sh- – it's like basically I think it really comes down to your your, your state of mind. Because to me, it's like if I'm going first, it's like, all right, let's put up a show they can't follow. Right, exactly, right? yeah. Uh, but if I'm going up second, it's like, all right, let's just put up a show a lot better than what they just did. Right, of course. Uh, so you can win either way. Well, of course. Uh, I think going second, and it depends on the place, because sometimes going second is bad because it's later and the audience gets tired, or they get hot, depending on the room you're in. Sure. Uh, but going second, you, if you have a good show, you're the last thing on their mind. Interesting. Well, there you go. Two opinions sure. on it. Great question. Great question. All right. <laughs> L- let's leave it there and do a set. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. What's going to happen now is me and Mike are going to do about 25, 30 minutes of long-form improvisation for you. And all we need to get us started is a suggestion of anything at all. Parachute. Parachute. I heard parachute. That's what I heard. Parachute. Sir, how's your day been going? 
going like shit because I got pussy fucking pee private and my crew won't jump out of the goddamn plane. Oh, where is he? Do you want me to talk it's to him? It's you. Oh. I'm talking about you. Oh, no. <laughs> Sir, I like what you've done with your uniform. Those badges are really flare heavy. All right. Open the door. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> go! 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 Sir. Go! Sir. Go! Sir. Go! Go! Ha, 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 ha. 
<laughs> Sir, this hostage situation came up real quick. I got drafted yes. only a few weeks ago. We are, that is bullshit. <laughs> Nobody can be on this mission if you got drafted. <laughs> you want to play two truths and a lie right now? No, it's the truth. I don't want to play fucking get off. I want to play, let's save these fucking hostages right now. All right? Yeah. I know he is. Look, you just stay in line, all right? We're sure. running because we're, we're short on time, and you're chewing up with your fucking jibber jabber. I didn't say a word. You just, you just a bullshit, but it's going to allow the world. We're about 200 yards out, man. 200 yards. 200, 200. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
And if you're going to save us, is it, is it, is it more of the bad guys or the good guys? <laughs> that sounds like an American gun. What? Yeah. Did they make guns in America? Yes, they did. <laughs> really? That's where most guns are made. Well, then no wonder we have such a gun problem. I thought they were all important. You know what? I would love to have a gun problem right now. Right now, I would love to be buried in guns right now. Oh, all right? <laughs> like a nice lock or something? Yeah, like, like anything. Not anything so that we'd have guns. Because we're hostages. Hey, I know I know this is a silly question, but what's your favorite kind of gun? Just for, I, I, while I, we have some time. No, I don't have a favorite kind of gun. All right? I have lots oh, of Are you one of those guys that doesn't like to be pigeonholed? Right now, <laughs> I would like all guns. All guns to be here right now. Well, we're down here. Don't say that. Shut up. I don't know. We got our. I don't know. Bandages think it was on. American gun. Well, don't don't. If it's not, then you, I'm gonna point to you when they come down here, and I'm gonna say this guy was this guy yelling. I'm going up there because you guys are pussies. Right? You can't. The fucking doors. Okay. The doors locked. You don't think we tried that? Ah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the door was open. <laughs> Because it's farther distance to fall, it's kind of fun. 
some flying. I heard we're clear, so let's go in. Yeah, let's go. Come Yeah, man. Will you take this seriously for once? Blast some Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah, she's an uptown girl. That's right. Come on. Will you stop it? Will you pay to keep your eyes on the sky? Drop the ladder. Drop the ladder, man. Yes, sir. I'm dropping the ladder. Living in her up. Yeah, come up, come on, come up. I, I met her mama never told her why. Sir, if we get on that helicopter, I'm gonna have to tell them that that you just murdered all these people. I just, I just, it's on my conscience. Do you want me to kill you? Is that it? Is it because I will. You saw what I just did. I will just fucking kill you right now. So you are admitting it though. That you bought yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. Doesn't this speak to what America's done? Where's unintended consequences? <laughs> I, I was respecting you up until then. You were not respecting me ever, sir. Pardon I, I, I was respecting what you were saying until you said consequences. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> under a lot of stress. What you're got a lot of stress. I got a paper cut. Got a slight cold. You get on this ladder. I'm gonna stay behind. I'm gonna have to stay. Oh shit! You did leave me, sir. All right. We're clear, sir! <laughs> you are a son of a bitch. I like you sometimes, but then I'm Get up the ladder, man. They gotta get up the ladder. He got it. Alright, alright, man. Your guy got it. Alright, where are we taking him? Do you know? What? Did you get did you get the voice call on your voice monitor? The voice call on my voice monitor. <laughs> <laughs> Are you shitting? Are you stoned, man? <laughs> no. Okay, that would be wrong. Where are we going? Back to base. Okay, good. Where the fuck do you think we're going? Listen, <laughs> you're the co-pilot. You're the navigator. If you don't tell me this, it's got to be on record for the black box and shit, okay? If this goes down, then there's going, not like a record. We're going back to base, all right? <laughs> cool Is that, that some sort of euphemism? No, I'm just telling you where we're going, back to base. We've established base, base, like... We've established the base, and we're going back to it. <laughs> what the fuck is confusing you, man? You're just acting even weirder today is all I'm saying, all right? All right, man. I don't know what the fuck is up with you. Why do you always turn around on me? Well, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm just going flying back to base, and you're freaking out. <laughs> like, there's someplace else we go. Somebody has to be the, the, the on top of the shit one, and somebody has to be the fun-loving, everyone-likes one. Okay? I don't always get the glory and the ha-ha-has that you get. What you like that, man? You're a fun guy. <laughs> I had a beer with you, you don't, once. You don't mean that. <laughs> no, right about it was half a beer, and I came out after you guys were done, and you just kind of obliged. Yeah, whatever. It was a good time. I had a good time that night. You're a fun guy. Give yourself a break. I can't give myself a break. That's how people die. Look, when we get back to base, you and I can have a beer. Do you mean that? Yeah, I mean that, man. I mean both things. I mean, yeah, we can have a beer, and yeah, we're going back to base. <laughs> it's going to happen. That's where we're going. <coughs> what the hell happened out there? Sergeant, soldier. I don't know. Uh, he took a helicopter back, and I just kind of walked, retraced my steps. 
drop into? Are you saying that you beat a helicopter back to base? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess. That is some soldier and soldier. <laughs> that is some goddamn soldier. I ran track in high school. <laughs> you want a scotch? Yeah, you want a scotch. If it's McAllen, I would. If it's anything else. You know it's McAllen. <laughs> anything else is fucking piss water and I ain't serving it. I do love that the American Army drinks scotch as opposed to like some bourbon, but... <laughs> this is an officer's tent, soldier. We got scotch in here. Now what the hell happened out there? Listen, if I tell you, he's gonna kill me. And part of this, part of me thinks this world's deeper than just my squadron that I got placed on. So I don't know if I should tell you who I should trust and who I shouldn't. Alright, why don't you have some of that scotch real quick, soldier? Wait a second. Look, I drank some, I'll drink some more. Good point. It means it can't be poisoned. Oh, it's so smooth. The peeniness is The peeniness is really like it's... Yeah. <laughs> Alright, sir. I'll confide in you. Shit went wrong. He killed everybody. And I didn't do anything. You're sorry. <laughs> well, him and then the other 16 guys as well. Trevor did some stuff. Tony did some stuff. Which is a lot more graphic. And you did nothing. I did absolutely nothing. Really. I weighed him down. I, well, I guess I did weigh him down. And I kind of distracted him a little bit. And I played to my strengths, which is stand in the corner and be timid. <laughs> All right. All right, soldier. Let's just keep this between you and me. All right, you've done your duty. You've reported this to its commanding officer. Okay. My conscience is it's clear. My conscience should be clear. I thought there'd be more consequences to this. <laughs> Why don't you let me worry about the consequences? Okay. Can I take this? Can I take the bunk? No. No scouts leave my turn. What? You can finish it. Uh, okay. I want the glass back. It's a nice bubble. I, I only have two glasses. <laughs> <laughs> it's war. War as hell. Thank you, sir. training, then that falls on you. That is one weak link in a chain, so I believe that's where the fault lies. Interesting. What are, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle this? This is unacceptable. Right. Once the Post and the Wall Street Journal get some of this, we're in trouble. <coughs> did you hear? I did. <laughs> <laughs> all the hostages were killed. All of them. Every last one. Yeah, and all because of one guy. <laughs> one guy doing nothing. You know say what? And they say your vote doesn't matter. <laughs> Think about that. I'm thinking about that right now. I'm, I'm, not, I'm trying to figure out how it got there. How it got there. Very layered. I went all the way to that. Very layered. I went to English school. I know a thing or two about right. it. You'll find it. Wait. Don't force right. it. Right. Ah, there it is. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter who you vote for, does it? It's a chain of command thing. 
It smells fishy to me, though. One guy doing nothing causes everyone Why are you such a sleuth? You work the sports beat around here. Yeah, but I'm not bored in sports. <laughs> I want the real news. Just, the real news is the sports these days. People don't want real news. Let me handle the quote-unquote real news, and you focus on whether or not... Let's trade. Let's do one of those days where we switch jobs. That's not a thing. You handle sports, and I'll handle the real news. I don't know the first thing about sports. Yeah, so I, uh, yeah, I just own the paint, man, so if you bring it in, uh... John Wall, Mr. John Wall, what are your, what are your thoughts on, uh, ISIS? I know you had 10 assists tonight and, uh, 12 rebounds, but it's like, what do you, what do you think about ISIS? Oh, by the way, Bill from, uh, the Washington Post. Uh, I'm against ISIS. <laughs> and, uh, ISIS you know, tries to bring it into the paint. Uh, it ain't gonna work. Because that's my house. <laughs> Joel, you, Joel, I'm new sports, but I believe you are the point guard, correct? So the paint, you're very, very, very rarely into the paint. So this sounds like, this sounds like a flip-flop coming from you. Sounds like you're trying to tell me that I can't go into the paint. Uh, I got 10 rebounds tonight. How many rebounds do you get? <laughs> don't, don't, don't play up to my camera guy. Listen, I'm just saying, it sounds like you think ISIS is a joke. Let me ask you a question. What's a basketball? It's a thing James Naismith invented. All right, get the hell out of here. You can't kick me out. All right, soldier. Now I know. I know for a fact. Something's up with that missing. They're trying to pin it on you. They said you did nothing. They're trying to pin it on me. I did do nothing. How yeah. can they pin it on me then? They're saying you were the weak link in the chain. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I murdered people. <laughs> so what's your story? Okay, here's the <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? Dimitri. Oh, you do the sports you do yeah. the sports column for the Washington Post. Yeah. I loved your write up on the RG3. Oh yeah, he sucks. Yeah. Trust me, he, he was all hyped, then he fucking blew up like, all right. Too many cold cuts in the subway, am I right? So here's the deal. <laughs> Essentially what happened was, and I, again, I think this runs deep, so get ready for some wire type of shit, but on the battlefield, okay? All right. I did absolutely nothing. Did nothing. Literally did nothing. And did they, somehow everyone was dead, and then they're pinning it on me? How is that possible? You just told me everything I know already. I just confirmed it. Yeah, but it, it, this is saying, like a footnote to what you said. Saying you, I don't know what a footnote is, but I think that's a footnote. Well, they're saying what you you doing nothing is what caused the tragedy. That's what they're saying. How is that possible? That's why I'm that's why I'm asking. Okay, so <laughs> let's say let's say uh, let's say the Wall Street bankers did nothing before the financial collapse, and then the finance collapsed. How is it the Wall Street bankers' fault? Because they did stuff. They, they didn't do nothing. They did things that caused the financial collapse. Exactly. So these other guys did stuff that caused the murders, and I did nothing, and it caused nothing. All right. All right. It really is, you know, it's something. Listen, I'm in deep, okay? Who'd you vote for? What's that have to do with anything? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get something I can understand. Wait. Who did I? I feel like that might, you might have something there. I voted for Jill Stein. All right. 
Do <laughs> <laughs> you think that's because I voted for Jill Stein this is happening to me? Well, like it's coming back from the two party system, they're like pissed off at me? I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a wasted vote. Alright? <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying it's like uh, Redskins drafting RG3? Well, he, was, he was great out of the game. What I love is the Browns are out now. The Browns, just like the Browns, were looking like they had something. Or Cleveland. And now they're starting that turn. Oh, God. Uh, so, yeah. Wait, don't leave me. I'm uncomfortable being alone right now. People are after me. Yeah, you're, you're going to be killed. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. You're going to be killed. Uh, that would actually be great. I feel like the worst thing would be like if I got Edward Snowden and they like put it all on me and didn't martyr me. All right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were about like the Indians and stuff like that, but the 
pounds. You're cooking way worse. That's coming a lot of people. Way worse. Way worse. Alright, alright, I'm gonna get you out of here. How are you gonna what? I got skills, son. Alright. Uh, do you have a particular set of skills? I I know you'd be so alright. You're not a milk man? I wasn't always a milk man, alright. I don't know what that means, but I'm excited. I was I was wondering to escape ours. Yeah. Oh, oh I can't escape. That sounds really Oh we scary. can escape. That sounds really harrowing. We can escape. Look. Gotta be a trap door in here. There's always a trap door. Let's see. Yeah, but I got a paper cutter there. I don't know if I can do it. That's how you find studs, not a trap door. <laughs> not a trap door. Because whenever you get stuck somewhere, you always make sure they build in a trap door. <laughs> <laughs> like an escape room? That was the whole trick to it. Whenever you get locked in the cage, you make sure there was a key somewhere. Ah, maybe there's a key. You got locked in a cage, Dad? Maybe I, I used to get locked in a cage. Like Houdini. Except there was a key in my mouth. Maybe, maybe I got a key in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck it's just your tongue. <laughs> ah, shit. I didn't build this room. <laughs> yeah, you're dead. <laughs> but hey, our last moments were spent with me trying to get you out of here, talking good about the Browns, you learned that I used You to just be... tried to make up for 20 years of shittiness in five seconds? Yeah, did pretty good, I think. <laughs> I used to be a skate artist, go Browns, uh, and you're dead. Alright? Glad I came by. I wish you'd done something. <laughs> but at least we had a good last week. <laughs> so I saw your father walked out. Maybe. No. <laughs> you, you got a lot of something, soldier. Yeah, a lot of nothing. We've established this. <laughs> no. I just don't want You're don't... nothing is a whole lot of something. I did a lot of something and all that something. Wound up fucking up everything. I, if I had done nothing, then nothing would have happened. We'd have something. Sir, I don't know what happened to you in the past. I don't know what happened to you in, in the past, but I forgive you. I won't tell anybody anything, because I literally haven't really told anybody anything. I told one guy. I want you to kill me. I killed all those people. I want you to kill me. I deserve it. This goes against like everything I believe in, though. Yeah, but then you'll be doing something. Right, but I don't want to do anything. Something that always causes problems. There's always collateral damage. If you do nothing right now, I'm going to take that gun back and I'm going to kill you. And I'm going to walk out of here scot free. Bang. Uh oh, safety's on. <laughs> Never shot one of these before. I also tried to make the noise. Yeah, you said Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a lot of Batman back in the day. <laughs>